Welcome to the Wanted Project Podcast. This is what I'm calling episode one of season two. And I'm hoping that we can get some regular, I mean, once a month, maybe we can uh, get something out there so that we just are staying connected. I do have a feature this week from Gunner, and that will be coming up shortly. But I want to talk about um, who I think might want to submit, you know, uh, a feature on whatever topic. Uh, because on some level, yes, Wanted Project is about uh, was started in the context of the Michigan Women's Music Festival for women who were being seen outside of women in terms of being specifically women who were born female. In the context of the festival, which was specifically for females, still there were some of us who were being questioned almost, I mean, in the name of being inclusive. So not necessarily questioned, but assumed that perhaps we actually identified as something other than female. And in order to, and this is in a place where previously it was the one place women had had for the week, a one week a year where no one questioned or um, asked them what their pronoun preference was or um, suspected them of wrongdoing, you know, you know, going into the wrong bathroom, all that kind of stuff, you know. So Michigan was like a break from that because if you saw somebody walk by with a beard, it's a woman. If you saw them walk by in a dress, woman, you know, and that was a part, that was a real meaningful experience for us to and and, you know like me I'm not I'm not even saying me specifically because I'm I haven't uh, I haven't had the ongoing always experience of being uh, called he and whatever I mean it, it happens but not not like some women go through so I'm not even claiming that so much for myself but just saying that, you know, that's where we started this out from, was trying to just remind women, yes, we are women among women, you know. So thinking about that in terms of being women among women, it doesn't make sense to me entirely that we think, oh, the Wanted Project is for butch women. I I feel like it's for females. And I know a lot of women who are not necessarily butch who identify with some aspect of being burdened by the expectations of what it what a female should look like. You know, I mean, I mean, all, every woman, every woman I know, even if they want to look femi and whatever. Every woman I know is burdened with the expectations and the limitations forced on us because we're females. And so 
I don't myself think, oh, I don't want to hear from women who don't identify as butch or stud or whatever you call that thing. I, I want to hear women's experience. And I, I think it's valuable to know that women who who are not butch have some of the same experiences. It's part of it's part of what I think you know some women don't know is that you know it's not just those of us who don't fit in who feel this stuff as a burden. You know, it's it's those of us who fit in to society's expectations of what a woman should look like that experience, you know, all of this stuff is a burden as well. So for me, I'd like to hear from more people and, you know, and I want, want to hear from women who identify as butch, women who are identified as butch, no matter how they identify themselves. I want to hear from, you know, women. And so, you know, reach out if you're interested in sharing your story or sharing an aspect of your story, because um, this is sort of the go-between not seeing you in the way we were seeing each other when we were at Fest. The podcast is just another way to connect community. And then hopefully down the line, maybe uh, maybe we'll get together and have some more time for uh, in-person discussions and just having a good time. So on to the next topic, which is Gunner... Um, Gunnar actually did a couple of Me Too videos and she had a little technical difficulty. So I got the second one of the videos she did and the other one she says is better and I'll take her word for it. We didn't get it. In the meantime, I'm just going to pass you on to Gunnar. Okay, Nidra, we've talked for a while about me doing a video about my career, and uh, I made a video for you last week that I put on my phone, and I can't figure out how to send it to you, so I'm using a, a, using my iPad tonight, see if I can figure out how to do that, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna combine a couple of topics tonight, and you can, like, split them up however you want, or do whatever you need to do with it, but first, I'm, I'm gonna try to have, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to add a little fun to this, and, um, uh, start out by talking about that, uh, this is my Halloween costume that I'm wearing right now, so I'm gonna try to show it to you, uh, and hopefully you can still hear me, I'll, I'll talk loud, uh, but I'm dressed as a police officer, which would not be very cool, but it's cool because, um, uh, my part-time job is the receptionist at a hair salon, and the hair salon is called the hair police, 
So when people walked into the salon today, <laughs> I was the one greeting them uh, in this outfit. So the fancy glasses oh, and the freshly done hair, which is other duties as assigned, by the way. I mean, when my boss says it's time for me to get a haircut, I get a haircut. And that's one of the reasons why I work there. I get free haircuts and free products. I mean, who's going to complain about something like that? Ain't nothing wrong with that. So anyway, there's. There. I'm going to stand up for a minute, let you see that I have an official, this is officially a shirt and coat from a police officer that served in Fargo. I'm not joking, Fargo. And I got this fancy uh, mag light hooked on this lovely belt and you know some blue dickies and some 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 black boots you know so it was fun so i have uh i have a great part-time job i do two work shifts a week um even if i'm somehow lucky to make a lot of money someday i'm still going to do that job because it's my break. It's my break from the life or death. It's my break from the, um, from the uh, otherwise challenging situations that I that I work with the rest of the rest of the time. Uh, sorry, that's my phone. Um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, um, so there's my my light topic is my part time job, and my. Um, Halloween costume for today. Uh, but last week I, I made a video for Nidra and uh, I, I want to go back to that topic for a minute. Uh, it, it was, uh, um, I don't know, it's probably been a couple, two, three weeks now um, that uh, someone started something on social media, a, a woman started something on social media where uh, requesting that women uh, update their status to say me too. And, um, the Me Too, if you haven't heard about it, is in reference to, uh, whether or not you've ever been, I believe the wording was, uh, sexually, uh, it wasn't sexual assault, um, harassment, that, that, that was the word. So if you've ever been sexually harassed, uh, to change your status to, to Me Too, and, um, it was rather overwhelming to see all the, pretty much ev nearly everyone uh, in my Facebook feed uh, say me too, to hear my coworkers talk about it at the salon, to uh, just just recognize. I mean, I, I I know, like I don't know, I don't know any, I, I don't know any female that hasn't been harassed in some way, shape, or form. Um, so. But it still had a lot of weight to it that I don't I don't know that any of us really expected. Um, so it was difficult in that sense, and also I think the couple of good things could could come out of it, or maybe did come out of it, in the sense that if there's women that don't know that they think they're alone, like hopefully they don't know they don't think they're alone anymore, because um, they're certainly not. Uh, and also could be a wake-up call for some men to recognize that um, 
the, the how, how deep this is and maybe maybe be motivated to do something different uh, to confront their friends or their co-workers or their whoever um, but the reason why I thought that I needed to do a video for the wanted project that was specifically related to the me to um, whatever it was uh, social media thingy uh, is is that um, it's, it's directly related that my my experiences around um, being sexually assaulted are directly related to um, uh, what I look like um, I thought about, you know, maybe Nidra can, can do a, a trigger warning or heads up or whatever. I'm not going to go into detail, so don't stress about that. But, you know, just the topic in general is, is hard. I can, I can tell you right now that my, my first memorable experience, not just with sexual harassment, but an actual sexual assault was at the, at the age of five, um, you know, so there's that, uh, to process, and, um, like, I can't even count how many times I was sexually assaulted as a freshman in college, like, I think that's probably the, one of the, one of the least safest places on the, in the United States for, uh, a, a young female is, is college campuses, I mean, I, I don't even, th it's not even a joke, like, I, 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 I heard it literally that, you know, it's like an extra game that the football team played on my campus, for instance, to see how many freshman girls they could, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have like a cat hair. I mean, how annoying is that? <sighs> anyway, um... Yeah, I've had uh, a, a, a lot of sexual harassment and sexual assault, and I've hesitated to talk about it before, like historically, and I mean, I haven't really had that much reason to talk about it in the last decade or so, but uh, but but I, I've hesitated to talk about it because of, you know, like weird stereotypes and or assumptions that people make about lesbians and whatever, like... I'm sh I, I'm, I know that I've heard that, that people talk about that, you know, maybe all lesbians were sexually assaulted or, or whatever, and that's why we turned out to be lesbian, and I can assure you that is not, that is not why. Um, uh, but also that I think that that was one of the reasons why I hesitated to talk about anything over the years, too, and so pff, I don't care anymore. Me too. Me too, too many times to count. And so, like, uh, I'm just going to try to cut to the chase here. Uh, one of the times um, was uh, 
I, I was still in college. I was, I think I was a junior in college and, um, you know, just for context, I, I still had mall bangs for God's sakes. I still wore makeup. I still, uh, I still followed the rules that you're supposed to follow as a female in this society. I still dress like a girl. And, um, anyways, I, I, I still passed if you will. And, um, and I, I didn't really have a problem with that. Uh, I, I didn't really have any reason to question that or to not do that at that point in my life. Uh, but I had gone on a specific road trip and um, I was driving back. Uh, and uh, I remember it was a rainy, cloudy, gross, cold, I think it was in the fall. Um, day and uh, I blew a tire on the interstate and I was hours from 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 where I lived and um, there was no cell phones I mean they, they, we, we didn't this was before before any of that <laughs> and so I'm just like stranded on the side of the road and you know here comes another stereotype I know I look like I should be able to change my own tire but I can't so I'm standing there, mostly freaked out, mostly scared, mostly not knowing what I'm going to do for sure. Um, and uh, um, some dude pulls up in a, in a van and uh, parks behind me and uh, gets out and offers to help. Now this guy, I made, I made assumptions here too. This guy, this was an older man. You know, and who knows, age is weird, right? Like, I was young, so anybody anybody would have seemed old. Anybody over 30 would have seemed old. But for real, he had, like, gray hair and and uh, was, you know, I, I don't know, frail might be too too harsh of a word, but he, he was older, definitely older. And um, he uh, uh, got out and was helping me. He, he, he changed my tire, and I was super grateful. And, um, uh, I wanted to offer him money. I don't remember if I had money at all, or if I tried to offer him money. I don't think I had any, cause I feel like I asked him for his address cause I wanted to send him a, a thank you card and I was going to send him a check. And he just kept saying that he didn't need anything and he was super, you know, happy to help me. And, and, um, and that 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 we were good and you know so it was one of those you know things where it's like it's too big good to be true kind of thing and and feeling good about like this good samaritan guy and you know the next thing i know he shoved me up against the car and ramming his tongue down my throat and groping me all over the place and i don't even remember what happened for sure i might have need him i i don't know for sure but i definitely got him off of me and pushed him away from me and got back in my car and like took off and this asshole followed me for like 45 minutes um and I was terrified you know I didn't want to as I'm sitting here in a cop outfit for god's sakes I didn't want to speed I didn't want to get pulled over at the same time I didn't I didn't I didn't know what to do I just kept driving and, um, eventually, uh, I, I lost him at some point and, 
you know, drove another couple of hours still back to my campus. And I was so upset and so, you know, it was just sort of the last straw. Um, and even though, you know, I've had other assault, I've had worse assaults since then. I've had rapes since then. I've had other things that have happened since then. Uh, but that was pivotal um, in my life for, for whatever reasons. And it was the last straw for me uh, in the sense that I decided in that moment, moments, whatever, I remember getting back to campus. I remember... I remember being in my dorm room. I remember the first class that I went back to and, and some of my classmates that were sitting around me and near me. I, like I can just remember every, so much about that time frame, that little chunk of time in my life. But I remember distinctly making the decision that I was no longer going to be a pretty girl. I made up my mind. I made up my mind that I wasn't going to play by the rules anymore. I made up my mind that I wasn't going to, like, wear makeup anymore. I made up my mind that I wasn't going to, you know, wear clothes that would in any way be revealing or, you know, it was like this weird twisted, like, blaming the victim thing on my own self. Um... It was all kinds of layers. But for real, I made up my mind at that point in my life that I was no longer going to do what I was supposed to do to, to look like a girl. And it wasn't out of re rebellion. Or it sure as fuck wasn't out of like wanting to look like a dude or, you know, any of the things that that people assume or put on us, you know, and I say us, I mean, maybe I'm the only one that made this decision for this reason, but I wasn't trying to look like a lesbian. I wasn't trying to look like a dude. I wasn't trying to do anything but stop being a target. So I thought that if I didn't wear makeup and didn't curl my hair anymore and wore a flannel shirt and a pair of jeans that men would stop harassing me. And, you know, the joke is it didn't really work. <laughs> I mean, it has worked. It's evolved over time in the sense that I don't get harassed in the same way as my you know, high femme sisters and, uh, you know, I, I don't get harassed in the same way, but it, it, it didn't save me. No, nothing really saves me. Uh, you know, in some, in some ways it, it's shifted. I mean, I've had experiences where, you know, men do read me as a lesbian immediately, but then they're, they're then they're 
reaction or response is, is to want to like prove it to me that, you know, I just haven't been with the right man yet or, you know, stupid shit. Um, or they might not pick me first, uh, but they're going to pick me too if, if I'm in the wrong place, you know. Not that I'm putting myself in the wrong, but if they're, if they're, if they want to take advantage of me, they, they're still going to try to do that. So my whole like plan of not, not being a pretty girl anymore didn't really work. It's decreased it, it's shifted it, it's changed it, but it, it, it doesn't really save me. It does, it, do, it does work to some degree, you know, like I can, I can fool them, if you will, for a little bit, depending on the situation, so I can get away with it, you know, like my, you know, my, my, my partner, she can't even mow, she can't even mow, mow her lawn without an average of three dudes in the fucking neighborhood that are trying to hit on her, coming up all after, asking, offering to mow her lawn for her and stuff, they're really just hitting on her, they're really just being obnoxious. So, like, I can mow her lawn and not get hit on. I can, like, get away with not getting hit on in certain situations up to a certain point. So, um, so it works in that sense, but it didn't really work. I'm still at risk because I still have a female body. And males that are predators can still figure that out. So just, you know, this Me Too thing, you know, it, it triggered it triggered a lot of memories for me. Uh, it was sad to witness a lot of my friends. Um, even though I know and assume that most women have been assaulted, it was, it was kind of harsh to, like, see it in reality. Um, and, and like I said, it, it, it triggered my stuff. But it also made me think about this a lot and made me think about uh, the the wanted project and, and, you know, assumptions that even good assumptions that people might assume about why I dress like I dress or why I look like I do. But, you know, I just felt like it was important to, to put it out there that, that, you know, that the impetus, the, 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 the moment that I made the decision to, to, to not, not look like I'm supposed to look as a female in this society anymore came, came from like the, the last straw which wasn't even close to the last one. Um, so I'm probably just repeating myself now. Um, so the whole Wanted Project is about allowing women to look however they want to look and dress however they want to dress and be whoever they are. Like if, if I'm doing it, it's girly. <laughs> If I'm doing it, it's okay for a woman to do it. And the same is true for you. So shout out to all my little youngster friends out there that are that are figuring this stuff out. And shout out to all, all of my sisters that that posted me too and the ones that, you know, could post it but but couldn't post it. You know what I'm saying? So um mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> I'll put my sunglasses back on because, you know, it's for fun.
Thank you for listening to and or watching this episode of the Wanted Project podcast. I want to thank Gunner for being her powerful, vulnerable self once again. And uh, just remember, you are wanted, you are loved, and we want you to know it. Mothers and daughters, women born, women, and we gather in the light of the August moon. Amazon women, and we're out in the woods, and we heal by the light of the August moon. Deaf women, hearing women, dancing in the light of the August moon. Girls and women in the Michigan woods, and we love by the light of the August moon. First time I came to festival, learned I'd always been afraid. To finally lay that burden down, I could not believe the way.